Well, we're uh, we're a few minutes in already. Seems like we've already started. Uh, but welcome to the show, uh, Matt and Doug and Ed. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you have uh, just joined us or this is your first time watching, my name is Zach and my co-host uh, for many, many episodes is uh, the Dwarven DM, John Christian. Lolly ho. And uh, our, our good buddy Troy is gone for the evening, but we're excited to have all of these fantastic fellas in to talk about their uh, newest project. Ed, you've been on the show before. I'm trying to remember. Uh, you Were you on for Masticator's Gate last time? We, you know, it's funny. I think we talked about it a lot, but it was after the campaign was over. Um, might have even been after it was released because we just met last year at Gamehole Con, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Masticator's Gate was out. So I think we just kind of just did a bullshit session where we just rapped about the you know the games and Masticator Gate was definitely covered extensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, it's good to have you back. Um, and let's start off this episode. Uh, Ed, why don't you go ahead and reintroduce yourself for for new folks, and then we'll just move down the line as as we can. Right on. Uh, my name is Ed Burrell. Um, I run Skeleton Key Games. Been making or working in gaming for 21 years now between cartography and illustration, some writing. Um, and then I met uh, these other two Yahoo guests, Matt and Doug, uh, when we all collectively worked for Privateer Press. Um, but uh, I worked there for not quite a decade uh, and then went back to running Skeleton Key Games. So I just for the last six-ish years, just kind of been thinking up crazy projects and and uh, putting them out in the world and seeing what happens, largely thanks to Kickstarter. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, and we're going to talk about Slime uh, here in a few moments. That's your newest project. Yes. Um, it's already live on Kickstarter. You still got about three weeks left to go. It's funded, doing well. Um, so we're going to, we're going to touch on that in a moment, but before we do that, uh, Doug, do you want to go next and sure. tell us who you are? Yeah. Um, I'm Doug Seacat and, um, I, my longest stretch of work in the, in the gaming industry was there at Privateer Press, um, where I was one of the, the, the long or the earliest people, uh, brought on to work, to work on that writing, uh, you know, world development and that kind of thing uh, at the very beginning when we were kind of figuring out what everything was uh, through emails, a, a million emails, and uh, uh, had a hand in in a lot of the the role playing game in particular, but also the fiction writing for you know War Machine and Hordes and and so on. And and Ed was my boss for a little while, and <laughs> so I got used to to answering to Ed. Um, and then Getz was also my boss for a little while. I, I've, I've had a variety of people who've had to manage my um, inability to hit deadlines, uh, which I was a little famous for. So. And blowing through word counts. Yeah, word counts. Yeah, I can generate a lot of words. They aren't. They're usually more words than they want on the pages, or that we have art for. So uh, that's, that's been occasionally a problem. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, I um, a, a couple of years back, I decided I hit kind of reached a point with privateer where I wanted to kind of do my own thing and, uh, uh left privateer, uh, but, and then have been doing some freelance writing since then been doing a lot of writing with, uh, with Mr. Getz, um, including on a, a couple of things we haven't released yet that I hope we will eventually. 
Um, but but really excited to get the the slime project underway. We had we had started working on it on our end of it um, before the pandemic, and you know, pandemic kind of threw everything for a loop, and so yeah. <laughs> some of that material was sort of sitting around, you know, languishing uh, until you know we had a chance to talk to Ed, and and he mentioned that uh, um, that he was he had some slime interests, and we said, hey, we we have some slime stuff. We should we should get together. It was very serendipitous. <laughs> yeah, it was. But anyway, so that's me. Uh, most, mostly a writer. I'm not the Renaissance man that, that, that Ed is. Mostly just messing with words is what I do. Right on. I do yeah. a lot of things okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, love, I love that. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a sentence crafted that said that something related to slime was serendipitous. But uh, <laughs> yes. we have a first here. Yeah. Awesome. All right, and then uh, Getz, uh, Matt Getz, why don't you go ahead and give us your your rundown? All right, um, I am Matt Getz. I'm currently the let's see if I can remember my title. Uh, Role playing game development manager at Privateer Press, working on the fifth edition compatible Iron Kingdoms Requiem. Uh, cool. I got my start in the industry back in 2008 as a freelancer, working for um, fourth edition D and D. And in the interim, I've freelanced with a lot of different companies on a lot of different properties, including uh, the previous edition of the Iron Kingdoms. And like I got like one contract in as a freelancer, and Aaron Rudell, the at the time EIC of the Announced Magazine, said, "Hey, you should come interview." That was ten years ago, and wound up working with very closely both Ed and Doug in my time there. Uh, with Ed leading visuals for all of the books that I was working on, Doug being a writer that I, I came to be a very close working partner with, uh, and we've maintained that ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Well, uh, Troy's going to be disappointed that he wasn't here tonight because uh, the 5e version of Iron Kingdoms is one of his favorite things, so he, <laughs> he's going to miss out severely. Um but that's awesome. That's awesome. So a lot of time spent in privateer press, and then it sounds like a lot of dabbling in other companies freelance-wise, and then now kind of, explore, at least with a couple of you, exploring your own creative endeavors more so than anything else. That's right. That pretty awesome. much sums awesome. it up. Awesome. So let's dive into Slime a little bit here. Doug, did you say that this was... Uh, that this was your, you, you and Matt's baby that Ed got, Ed got I, roped I, into? Or it's kind of complicated, but I would say that like Ed was working on some slime stuff and then we were also working on some slime stuff. And, uh, you know, the, one of the things that is that Getz and I, and another one of our friends, uh, Brent Walder, and we had been, had it, I, this idea in mind of doing a fun, you know, slime project for, for D and D and had thrown you know a bunch of ideas at the wall and had been been you know filling in a bunch of slots and we decided we were like we can we can be really ambitious with this we can do kind of more slime stuff than anybody has ever done in one place before you know <laughs> which is just the kind of project i like to do uh and uh so anyway like i said we had we had managed to kind of brew up a bunch of sort of half-baked ideas um and then uh you know got where he found out from ed that he 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 had this idea in mind of doing, you know, maybe a, a series of uh, sort of themed 
books and and you know one of the first ones that he wanted to do just coincidentally happened to be uh slime based and we're like well we have we have some material for you <laughs> i i was looking through the skg creative team uh like facebook group and i can't find it but oh actually there it is so it was like literally i was like hey because the series that i kind of want to do is you meant know those remember those old like time life book series or it was like the Wild West mm-hmm. or Mysteries of the Unknown or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, could you do something like that for RPGs and like take obscure topics, right? Like, I don't need to do a book on dragons. I don't need to mm-hmm. do a book on orcs, right? So what are the weird things that you can do? And I just kind of came up with this idea. And my the first one I wanted to do, honestly, was fire, right? Just called mm-hmm. fire. Um and just you could do classes about fire, fire monsters, fire spells. There's already a lot of fire in D and D, so mm-hmm. some some people kind of talk me out of it. Aaron Rudell, mm-hmm. who's already been mentioned here, a, a writer friend of all of ours. Um, but w- then I was like, well, what about this and that? And I was like, and slime, and and then gets chimed in and was like, uh, yeah, we here's he like sent me a freaking link to a google drive that had classes and spells and monsters and i was like okay well shit, let's do this like that okay slime great but the funny thing is and i don't matt might not realize this that was september 2020 wow wow yeah. so it was two years um before like to to kind of get running with it but there were some things that i personally wanted to do which was get a couple of other lines up and running that then I could kind of tie this. Cause this kind of brings in everything that skeleton key does, yes. right? I wanted to make sure we could publish books. So I proved that with masticator gate and I wanted to tie in a, a card, an accessory card deck. So you could have spell cards of the spells in the book, plus some NPC cards and stuff like that to tie in with our dossier decks and then do some scrolls because we have our arcane scroll works uh, line that are themed around the spells in the book. So it's like this whole, like almost like a mini box set in the Kickstarter, we call it the unboxed set. So you can get like this whole slime package of just cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just with a click of a button. Right. That's rad. Yeah. Uh, that, that is, <sighs> I guess serendipitous is the right word. Gosh, darn it. Um, but <laughs> The idea of the idea of uh, like, I think the thing that the thing the thing, the thing that got me intrigued or that's unique about this is like, I think it, I think you're right. I think it, it you know like fire makes a lot of sense, and I I definitely catch the vision of doing like themed books around like uh, maybe not element but something akin to an element and tying it into RPGs, um, but. You know, my my knee jerk was like, oh, slime. That's a different word than ooze. Like, I could have expected an ooze book, but we got a slime book instead. So their original uh, book was ooze, not slime. Yeah, it was Secrets of the Ooze was the original title on our side. (laughs) I I just, I like the word slime. Yeah, slime's a good, it's a good, it's a better take. It is. I don't know if it's well. Yeah, it's it's more original, at least to the to the to the RPG scene. That's for sure. So. That's cool, One and and as John pointed out, it ties in well with the with the idea of a splat book to have it become right. a slime. <laughs> well, you, you had me at splat book. <laughs> well, and I have uh, to say, like, funny. I have to say, like, uh, you know, I've I've had a 
a difficult relationship with slimes and oozes in my my D playing over the 20 years uh you know that was always sort of a nightmare creature for me and that was actually part of the appeal when when brent first brought it up you know as an idea with that we were talking about because he was he was one of our one of my gms and he would terrorize us with like he loved springing oozes and and, and slimes on us and uh you know we'd get the the double whammy of your your green slime on your head plus then you fall into a gelatinous cube at the same time and that kind of thing um but that anyway like <laughs> so there's like a degree of sort of gm uh cruelty you know in in the slime thing that i think is is kind of great like it's one of those monster types that you love to hate you know and and uh so to me, I thought that was kind of a, a fun thing to explore in depth, you know, with the, the idea of like, you know, maybe, maybe slimes are misunderstood. Brent, <laughs> Brent, is, Brent is awesome. And I, I used to actually bring him into my office when I had a game to run next week and I had something that was stumping me as a GM. I was like, this is what they did. And I'm thinking about this. And then he'd be like, well, what if he did this? And I'd be like, that's the one. <laughs> Brent, Brent's awesome. Brent's a lot of fun. He's like that man, slightly evil. Yeah, slightly evil, definitely. Well, I think that when it comes to a menagerie of monsters that you get to you get to pick from, I don't know very many people that haven't faced off against an ooze or a gelatinous cube in particular is like it's yeah. out there now, right? When you've got yeah, it in yeah. a Disney movie, for Pete's <laughs> sake, man, like as like a like a main monster to be to could be contended with. That's actually right. whenever I when I go back to like sitting down and playing D D for the first time, I remember the first experience of engaging with a creature was the, the gelatinous cube and being so fascinated by there is like something this, really fascinating about it's it. like the it's the hoover of the yeah, yeah. of the dungeon this is like yeah. just the cleanup crew that comes around it's got bones and stuff like that in it is yeah, and you can see that you can see everything inside it as it's coming to eat you I, I yeah or out. not Oh, you just see like, oh, there's a skeleton coming. Oh, I can fight that. Right, it's just floating there in the hall. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. I laid out some gelatinous cube art in the uh, the essay for the book oh, today cool. while I was working. Nice. So you talking about them being sort of the the cleanup crew of the dungeon? Um, do you remember the old ecology of the whatevers from oh, yeah. uh, Dungeon and Dragon magazine? Mm-hmm. Yep. I I had a collection of those things, and when we were working on some of the essays for this book, I really mentally went back to those older articles and i i don't know if it's still in the text it was at some point but talking about how they serve a really important ecological function inside a dungeon to you know deal with the putrefaction of dead material and um, Mm -hmm. just giving them a little bit of that uh audubon society rub in the the essay it's it's, a lot of fun still in there nice making those dungeons shiny and clean (laughs) <laughs> after all of the bloodshed that adventuring parties do on their way through. As a kid, I had a, I had an aquarium with fish and you would get snails to, to like, the, you'd want them to hang out on the glass to eat yeah. the, the, right. the algae and stuff off. I'm like, it's that, exactly. this, that's what, that's what it is. Oh my God. The connecting, the connecting the, the dots together was yeah. like, I felt like a genius. <laughs> the next book could be mollusk. Well, oh my gosh! <laughs> Slime too. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of fun ideas that we could uh, throw together. I think that there's something appealing about picking your next book or picking all the books in the series based off of the word and not necessarily all the concepts. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are weird words that we could also turn sure. to? 
weird yeah, concepts. Uh, yeah, I, I have a, li- a checklist somewhere of stuff I want to do. Like, uh, see if I mean, I think the first one's going to work, and I think doing more will make them all work even better. Like, right. People like series. Series? Is that right? I don't know. Um, but, like, just trying to figure out, like, really diverse topics or whatever. Like, recently I've been kind of stuck on um, cloud. Oh, sure. Mm. Or mm. clouds. So you could do, like, cloud based for spells and fortresses and you know mist based monsters and stuff like that so i was like hmm. it's a bunch of cloud stuff there, hmm. there's something else you could do as well uh, let me just softball pitch something at you at okay uh, <laughs> uh, more esoteric interpretations of words like shadow in that you've got the idea of the darkness but you can also take it a very tolkien way where shadow is evocative of the the kind of corruption that comes onto mm. people's souls in the middle earth uh setting well i mean let's let's wrap this one and then <laughs> yeah. i'm happy to bring you, <laughs> you guys ideas. back like uh, it would be amazing <laughs> but awesome. yeah so this one this this one is kind of a proof of concept and if we can pull it off like i would love to just do that right shadow yeah. like a prayer a book about prayer in mm. the context of a fantasy world because yeah. clerics don't pray they're, they're like <laughs> it, like it really doesn't seem that way to me anyway right yeah, so i just think there's a lot more that can be done with divine magic and like sure. the, the, the the concept of sacrifice and things like that um yeah where ritual, the more yeah. The, yeah the more sacrifice or ritual that you're involving the more likely or powered your magic is yeah, we've we've though. had conversations in the past. Speaking of clerics, about when we did a deep dive on them, like the relationship between the the character and their god seems right. really disconnected for someone who has a direct line to that div- that divine patron's might. You know right, I mean? right. So, like, so prayers are. I had a friend of mine that was a devout Catholic, and there were just a bajillion prayers. Uh, when it comes to the Catholic Church, we, we were actually going around a corner, and somebody else was coming around the corner at the same time. We all almost hit them, and he yells out, "Oh my Jesus!" And I, I got onto him because he's so devout. I'm like, "Man, you know you took the Lord's name in vain. You can't do that." And he goes, "No, that's the beginning of a prayer." I'm like, "Shut up, man! Like, don't, don't do that to me." And then he recites it like verbatim. I'm like, "All right, I stand corrected." Then, <laughs> what if he was just really good at improv? He might have. He may have been an improv genius. But what, I, what I'm getting at, though, is like there's like that. The it's just a spell to us, right? It's just a card, or it's a, mm-hmm. it's, a it's a power or an ability or something like that. But it's actually like an invocation, yeah, or a, a plea to the god. You know? well, and it's it's fun if you can get in a game with uh, like I've been in a couple with with people that are pretty good at improvising. I am not very great at doing it myself, but I've I've been played in a, a game with somebody who who improvised prayers like that you know, kind of mm-hmm. drop the hat and it, it, it added a lot to the game. Like, you know, uh, he, he had really put some thought into, you know, his, his God and religion and, and had, you know, kind of, I think he had some that he'd kind of written up just like shorthand on, on that, but it, it really changed like the whole vibe of, uh, the adventuring group rather than him just mm-hmm. being sort of like a bandaid kit. Are <laughs> you talking about Oz? No, but Oz has done it too. Yeah, you're right. Oz yeah. has done it too. That wasn't who I was thinking of at first, but yeah, Oz, Oz is real good at, at that kind of thing. Mm. that's great yeah prayers let me know when that book comes out i'm interested in that one for sure 
<laughs> well, it's funny that you should mention the Catholic Church in context of the clerics, because I was thinking like the smallest diocese, just like an average Catholic mass has a lot of little ritual, you know, candle lighting and the swinging of the thorough and mm. the, the, uh, when, the you, aspergillum. when you, what's that? The, the aspergillum, the, the thing that like they put incense in and they yeah, like, yeah. swing around. Yeah. 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 Um, and like the, the consumption of the ritual objects themselves, the wine and the, the, the cake, bread, mm. wafer, wafer. Yeah. yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. We uh, didn't, now that you sit there and you mentioned it, I remember somebody that we knew that was working on rituals like they were but they were like divine rituals and it was it's essentially like like there were like different sections there were like a the organized religion rituals that were kind of like the catholic church and then there were some that were like cultish rituals and the sure. and how they yeah so that's uh that's a whole thing could, in and of itself yeah you could do a whole book i think just on Rituals of different deities, yeah, or pantheons oh, yeah, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I love that kind of stuff too. I really like getting into that kind of you know mythology and working up the details of that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was a book, um, a really good book, Five uh, E, uh, Remarkable Cults and Their Followers, um, hmm. has some of this stuff in it. It's really right. good and good good resource in that way on uh, at least the cult side of rituals. But put your money where our mouth is. Or something. Let's restart. John, Troy, and myself get an itch to do some writing every once in a while, and when that happens, we publish it through World of Game Design. Head on over to store.wogd.com to find books like Oceanic Depths, Scrap Rats, and Motherload that feature design by your delightful and charismatic hosts. Again, that's store.wogd.com. Yeah. Well, Matt, talk to us a little bit about, um, we, you know, Baptizing Plus is asking about it. Will there be a slime similar to the lake slime from Creep Show? Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about what sorts of slimes? Uh, Excellent call out. Right here. Yeah. Um, so we kind of run the gamut as far as slimes go. We we have our humble, simple slimes like the glue, which is based around the idea of like an adhesive ooze, super sticky um, ooze, uh, all the way up to. Uh, I think void jellies made the final cut, which are basically yeah. like star spawn slimes that create their own gravitational wells and right. fall from the cosmos to the. That's I, awesome. I, we have a playing great, around great with the illustration. We have a great news god as well. <laughs> yeah. Great, uh, great goo. We, yes. Basically, nothing was off the table when we were just doing the initial conception, right? So, uh, a, a slime or an ooze, technically, that's a. Uh, like composed of animated necromantic blood uh, or an ectoplasmic ooze because apparently some slimes can't move off the material plane until they eat the right thing or whatever causes people to become ghosts, but they're slimes. Uh, yeah. It's uh, one, one of one of the, one of the things before we bring up another example, one of the things I thought was real fun about the creative process when we were working on it, coming up with the monsters was at first, some of our ideas, we, we went into it actually wanting to make a variety of almost kind of cute oozes. Like we wanted to make oozes kind of fun and, you know, have a little bit of personality. Um, but like the more that, that 
that Getz worked on them in particular. Like you could tell Getz really wanted to get to the gross oozes. <laughs> like he wanted to get to the <laughs> horrific, horrible oozes. And so there, there was kind of a fun tension between, you know, the the quirky ooze and the 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 nightmare ooze, you know, and we managed to try to kind of find a nice uh, mix of both, I think. Yeah. Um, there are a couple that are definitely inspired by like the 1980s remake of The Blob or mm-hmm. The Stuff. Like, uh, oh my god, sh- the stuff schlocky old horror, right? Throwback. Uh, oh my god, I, I love, that's a deep I love it where, cut, it just man. Looks, where it just looks like it's like a you know, a garbage bag in the water, like in uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, but like when you're talking about this kind of ectoplasmic you know, pseudopod slinging monsters that very often are acidic or have some other damage rider on them, like. It really came down to the personality defining aspects, yeah. mm. like the uh, the blubber. I think it was called uh, was kind of the kinetic ooze, where when you hit it, you would be flung back away that, from it. Was that the that's the bouncy ooze? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't think that one's in the final document. Well, we, 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 well, well, we might have to find a home for some of these extra ones. You know, if if we do some, well enough on somewhere campaign. else, yeah. <laughs> uh, or the, uh, the the parasite ooze, where it breaks off a pseudopod to crawl into the emptied skull of the recently dead to raise them as like its its zombie minions. It essentially, controls mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. nice. <laughs> that's cool. I like that idea a lot. Actually, that's that's funky. Yeah. I like the I just the to me from like the creative aspect of it. How much fun it's got to be to just like to derain. The, the the ooze just take take the idea of it and just go as far into the the left field with it as absolutely possible and think of yeah. every permutation like like the mucus from a dragon ooze you know like a booger ooze or whatever like just <laughs> anything you could think of that was either gross off kilter or <laughs> bizarre yeah I, I think like that. that's one of the, the coolest parts about this kind of a splat book because you know like when we when we've worked on monster stuff before you know for privateer or wherever like there's always kind of a limitation because you're you know you get really into one type of creature and you might have like multiple spreads but at a certain point you're like okay it's kind of ridiculous we can't have like 20 mm-hmm. pages you know on this one creature type but you know here it's like whatever <laughs> we can you know make yeah, that you need, well, and i think like, it's a smart approach by the way it's to say refer to it as almost like a, each one has a personality yeah not necessarily a per the purpose is kind of like evolves out of the per the the personality of each one of them though i think right. there's a really smart way of looking at it because it's, it's like um similar to you know the hobbit whenever peter jackson was he has i've got I've 12 dwarves that i've got to do something with and if they all look exactly the same no one's going to know the difference between them so i need right. to make i need to differentiate them better yes they're all dwarves but they need to have their own little personalities that make them stand out yeah so so what john's saying is that you guys have made the uh the peter jackson hobbit of the <laughs> rpg world that, that is not what i said sir <laughs> that is not what i said uh, if you take the peter jackson hobbit and you maybe cross it over with the Peter Jackson dead alive. Oh my yes. gosh. Yeah. That, then, then I think maybe we're a little close. I'm in such good company with all these references, by the way. I just love it's it. It's worth noting that Ed did keep us in check a little bit. We, we did make more material than he's putting in this book. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. He, he was able to cultivate the, the things that he wanted that fit with the vision yes. he had of the book. Mm, the slime always rises to the top. That's what I've heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Ed, uh, speaking of which, uh, what can so we've talked about? You know, there's different iterations on the ooze or on slimes that that's going to make it into this book. But what is this book? Give us a rundown of, you know, it's 96 pages, but they're not 96 pages of stat blocks, right? No, no, gosh, no. Um, and it's probably going to be more than 96 pages, even with the trade yeah. down content. But like no, the like, like it's. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to cover. Game masters, players, everything. So we have uh, slime-themed character backgrounds, right? Like maybe you right. used to be a sludge farmer. So you like, grew up in a cave uh, cultivating you know, oozes for, for market or various purposes. Life on the <laughs> um, sludge farm ain't easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a, let's see. I got a sludge farmer illustration that I did a couple weeks ago. Right here. Yeah. All right. <laughs> nice. That's I love, awesome. I love the little, the stilts. <laughs> the, you gotta, stilts you yeah, the stilts are the great. The stilts will probably have to be replaced regularly. Is yeah, that a that, ladle? It's, got, it's yeah. a, kind of a label, ladle, and then uh, like a little slicer. Slicer. If you need yeah, to. I love it. Slice off a little wedge. Well, yeah, so you can, you know, it's how, how they, it's one, we, we got a whole oozes in the bees section that talks about slime <laughs> appropriation in the essay. You'll, you'll see. That's awesome. Uh, um, but then, uh, so we've got also character uh, new races. Um, we've got two new races based yeah. around slime. Um, uh, five classes. Uh, right. uh, so imagine classes that are totally around slime. Um, my favorite one is probably way of the boneless fist which is yeah a monk, that's a great one there's a, oh a monk so subclass a, a bendy monk <laughs> <laughs> yep um but i don't know because I, I uh yesterday i was reading back through them and i went to path of the Uzerker. yeah uh is is, is pretty awesome too ooze so berserker. Basically, yeah it basically like tortures himself with ooze to get into a rage um and then, like consumes little bits of ooze and yeah i got some cool art ideas because that's what i was reading through it's like so half half drug like, drug addict half half berserker. Yeah, somebody like <laughs> oozed out of their mind with like s stuff like dripping down their chin like <laughs> as they're just like eating that's stuff like that's like making them bleed it's like the kids or the well i say a kid like the people who eat like handfuls of those sour patch kids and it just like just eats away at the inside of their mouth yeah, right. yeah. yeah. they're just riddled with sores yeah <laughs> um so then we've got uh so that's the, we've got new spells so we got uh, a, right. a bunch of new slime themed spells which are very fun um and, and items uh, mm -hmm. yes and like uh, magic items a couple of weapons and some cool wondrous items um, yeah a potion i think there's one wondrous item in there that I want to specifically call out, Ed. Absolutely. Have has anybody else in this chat played the old NES game, A Boy and His Blob? Oh my god, you had me at A Boy and His Blob. <laughs> so, oh my god, this is like this is the greatest interview ever at this point. It was like we've 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 capped out. Yes, please carry on. Tell so me more. there's a bag of jelly beans, yes. magical jelly beans that incorporate. Bits of ooze combined with other flavorant spices, arcane aspects. And if you feed one to an ooze, it has a transformational effect on that ooze. Oh my god. <laughs> because David Crane would be so proud. <laughs> I was I was a sucker for that game when I was a kid. I could never beat it, but I just oh, yeah. it has been lodged in the back of my in my hindbrain since I was eight. 
That's great. Let's that is a, if I can... that's a deep cut, right? Okay, so by the bar, sidebar. Jelly beans. Yep. Sidebar. Okay, if you have not played it yet, there is an updated version of the game. Oh, Isaac Boyd is Blob on the Wii, and they actually right. have it on Steam too. Oh, and it's great. It is really, really good. Nice. You can actually, there's actually a button. The only thing the button does, or the function of it is, is for the boy to hug the blob. That's that's heartwarming. <laughs> it does feel like we're we're in a bit of a, we're in a bit of a blob slime, you know, renaissance right now. There are a few other things, uh, you know, out in the in the world right now in that in that vein. So that's one reason why we had to make sure to get this book out there. You know, it's like <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist. Well, it's yeah, down, right. We got the blob from the '50s and the '80s. We got a boy and his blob. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of, um, on, yeah, I was thinking of on uh, Duke Nukem Forever, the Slimers that were on that. And that mm-hmm. was, that's a big slime from my, my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was probably my first introduction. If you talk about slimes, that's probably where I, where I got uh, real familiar with them real quick. So that's awesome. Oh, good. Uh, I love, let me, let me, I'm going to throw this out there. So I know that you've, there's, we're talking a lot about the book, but one of the things, first of all, just going over the Kickstarter page was like, uh, like a wonderland, by the way, just, <laughs> I, I think I giggled all from top to bottom of this thing as I went along. And I mean, awesome. I do mean giggle, like I'm an embarrassing degree. I love the spell cards, yeah. um, featuring all the new spells for the campaign. Some um, familiar layout there that I like quite a bit. That would kind of like would uh, would mesh well with some of the other existing stuff that's out there. The sludge farm tiles, guys, <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That's, that's all Ed. That's all Ed. Yeah, I love that. So, and we're gonna within the book, we're gonna do like a little sludge farm location um, where well, you'll have like a written description and an NPC, mm-hmm. and so it can be kind of a little encounter area or resource area, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be a combat encounter, but yeah, you, uh, you could have your, your, your contacts there that, that, you know, send you on adventure. Mm-hmm. A slime hub. Is it a slime hub. Slime? Yeah. I need, I need some, <laughs> I need some cadavers to feed my slime, please. Yeah, I love it. And I, and by the way, excellent. that They are double sided. Thank you. Always yeah. drives me nuts when you've got tiles and they're only single side. I'm like, what a waste. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, he, and here's actually how I do that. Um, I so one side will be sludge farm tiles, and mm-hmm. the next, the, the flip side will be the same cave shape, but in a generic format. So it won't right. necessarily be sludge farm. Um, that's mm, how I've sweet. approached the stuff in the past. So it can be used for kind of any general cave because I haven't released a generic cave set because the mm. backside of each specific cave is a more general cave without nice. so much weirdness. Mm, that's really smart. Mm. Like that. And then I, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a sucker for, for handouts for my players. Mm-hmm. So I love the scroll, the scroll works, the arcane right scroll works. I think I got really that, love that too. Let's see if I can do you this. Got, you got a thing. You- <laughs> well, I was like, this is the, the, uh, the jellify. Yeah. Yeah. Jellify. Gel. So you can you can temporarily turn your opponents or your friends or your allies into a pile of goo. Awesome. Yeah, there, there's a couple of there's a couple of spells in in the list that I think will be real fun for people to get creative with, uh, you know, and and give their GMs headaches. So yeah, I remember, is definitely one of them. <laughs> I was talking to my wife, uh, so Doug and Matt, about what's what, what's the spell where that you can like absorbing flesh. Yeah, absorbing mm-hmm. flesh. 
what what's the visual? Because I'm going to do absorbing flesh as a scroll, and I'm trying yes. to figure out what to have somebody <laughs> well, like absorbing or have I'd already. Lo- I'd love to see a person absorbing a smaller person, but you could also have some other stuff in there if you if you wanted to. You just <laughs> just reference just reference uh, Total Recall on yeah. that one. You have Quato right. hanging out of some dude's <laughs> side. That's all. A person, person is always, you know, a Russian doll person. Is, is so, uh, yeah, so what Absorbing Flesh does is it lets you, it has to, uh, an object or a willing living thing um, of a size, at least one smaller size than smaller you. than you, <laughs> that you can like absorb it inside yourself and then but if it's a living thing, it can't it can't breathe, it can't move, it's totally restricted. Like it's damage. It's gonna die if you but, aren't but, you know, it might get you out of a tough situation if you if you need to ooze through something. <laughs> yeah. If you're trying yeah. to avoid paying extra tickets at a movie theater, if you're sure, right. somebody it's out like of prison. Get, get out of jail. <laughs> um, but again, I was thinking like what a great thing for like when you're at a social gathering or whatever, something where you're not supposed to have weapons or, you know, it's like you got, right. you got your shoulder pads on because the crossbow is like sticking out a little far. <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. it will, it will, it doesn't change, doesn't seem like it changes the shape of the thing that's in you. No. Right. No. Right. It so just like allows you're, you're you to... kind of distended a little bit. So I was like, be a great way to carry treasure or, or rob somebody, <laughs> sure. right? Like stuff their stuff into you. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm trying to figure out the the, the visual for that. Yeah, that, for that well, part. and I have to say, like, in general, it's one of my favorite things about Ed is, is you know, Getz and I, when we're working on this stuff, you know, we're trying to come up with, with cool descriptions and so on. But, like, seeing Ed bring this stuff alive visually has always been one of my favorite things. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I, you know, he's just really creative. Like, I love the different kind of, you know, media, the different approaches. Um, it's just... It's kind of like everything that, you know, Getz and I wanted that we didn't have on our own, you know, basically Ed was bringing to the table with, with the, the materials that he was creating. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. one thing that I really like about working with you, Doug, and also with Ed is the ability for us to kind of wind each other up yeah. on a project where we're in that creative process mode. Well, for instance... Right. I'm laying something out. I'm opening InDesign right now to remember what it was, um, uh, you know, and I just kind of ping ping them. I'm like, hey, um, what was it? It was on the glue. It was on glue. It's right. It's and like, like Christmas. Anytime, anytime Ed sends an email where he's like, hey, uh, here's the thing I was doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, I got this layout, but we have like this little narrow column. Right. Could we throw something in there? Uh, you know, and so we started talking about like different ideas and what we came up with was this thing. And I don't remember who came up with it, but it was like the paste pot. And so it's like basically how you craft something out of a dead glue. Right. Mm. Um, but then Matt wrote a glue. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, um, you know, so gets wrote this thing, like a little, like in world kind of thing. And I was like, Hey, that sounds like it's straight out of the sludge farmer's almanac. And now we have the Sledge Farmer's Almanac, which is <laughs> yes. a source of uh, at least a couple of things already. Because yeah, like yeah. when I so when I'm doing layout and I, I I run into a space, I'm like, what like little oddity could we put in here instead of just leaving the space blank or starting a new subject matter? Right. So all our creatures, each of our glue creatures or our slime creatures, are two page spreads. 
but oftentimes there's like half a column or something like that. And so I'm like, we can stick a little encounter in here or an extra weird treasure table or object table or whatever, um, or an item. So we've, we've done that a couple times. So how do you make a paste pot or what do you do? You know, when the, this, what is it? Cinder sludge dies and basically makes, uh, obsidian, right? Things you can do with that, uh, turns to glass after you kill it. Uh, and so when I've got this extra space, I'm like, what's this, the crazy little creative thing that we can stick in here to yeah. just like fill this full of stuff that that's just mm. cool and, and hopefully out of the box. Um, and, and for me, and I don't want to disrespect anybody that's doing what I'm about to complain about. Um, <laughs> but so with the, like the fifth edition stuff, a lot of publishers out there are probably very smartly sort of doing their own homage to the layout and the visuals of how other like Watsy does fifth edition books. And I want to get so far away from doing that. I mean, I want stat blocks to be legible and stuff like that, but I want this to be kind of like a cross between one of those time life books in an RPG book and like a punk scene. Mm -hmm. After I after I did all the layout and design on Masticator Gate, I was like, I'm never going back to vanilla formatting again. Right? <laughs> I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to be legible, but I just like the artist in me just wants to have fun, and I can do art and layout for these kind of books all day because it's just such a creative process and it's not repetitive at all. Right. Mm. Mm. I love that. Well, okay, cool. So that is Slime, uh, the Splat book. Um, we've got a couple questions here in chat. Um, you mentioned in the Kickstarter that the Adventure Tiles Sludge Farm will be PDF, BTT, and also a POD code. Um, question from chat is, is, does that mean it's Roll20 compatible, or what's the setup there? Uh, I mean, on so I have not GM'd on Roll20. Um, but the VTT stuff should be, you should be able to import it yourself and, and use it there. Um, it will be the, I can't remember what the, the, the pixels per inch is, but, um, but before we export it to that, we'll make sure that it works. Cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So, so it's not, so, so, so it's, it won't be like on the, um, it's not coming to like the Roll20 marketplace at this time, but you'll have everything set up so that you can upload it to your own personal um, library. Um, yeah, cool. We, I really need to probably put stuff on the Roll20 marketplace. I have a lot of map material. Hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so unfortunately, and, and this is why my wife uh, really helps me run this business. I love making stuff. I hate selling it, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just, just like, yeah, and I hate going backwards. So it's like, oh, that thing you did two years ago, like here's a great new place you could put it out. And I'm like, I did that two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with it, right? Um, unless there's something fun and uploading and changing formats of stuff is not fun, right. uh, which sucks. It just tells you what kind of a spoiled, entitled shit I am. Uh, I'm working. I'm working on it, and he's a pure worker, creative. <laughs> yeah, if I could just make stuff and then have money appear in my bank account, yeah, yeah, that would be great. But I, 
I gotta sell it. That's why artists have uh, they take them to galleries, and you have uh, the uh, the galleries take care of the sales for you. You don't have to worry with it. Uh, yeah. you just keep you get, just keep painting. They get their they get their cut, and that's great. <laughs> so uh, as we're as we're getting close to wrapping up here, um, so obviously people can go to the Kickstarter page. There'll be links in the show notes and all of that. Uh, Skeleton Key Games, they can go and get your like your NPC cards and uh, your Morkborg book from before and uh, your Arcane Scrolls uh, there. Um, is there any other place that any of you would like to direct our listeners and watchers? Um, one thing I forgot to mention earlier uh, when we were just talking about what we've been doing recently is I've been do- I've been in the last year plus almost year and a half I've been doing um, some some a lot of writing for uh, Modifius working on uh, an upcoming game called uh, Cohors Cthulhu. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, there's some fiction and teasers available online. I'll, I'll give you a, a link to that, but, um, it's, it's a fun setting. It's, you know, Cthulhu in ancient Roman times, which I think will be a lot of fun. And both Getz and I have been doing, uh, work for, work for them on that and, and, uh, be good to have people take a look at that. Yeah, absolutely. They're good guys over at Modiphius. We like them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Obviously, if you like role-playing games, the Privateer Press Iron Kingdom's Requiem line is something to check out. Uh, we just finished our third Kickstarter there, so there are now nine books in line. Uh, the Nightmare Empire Kickstarter, I, I think Backer Kit just closed on that. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that one because I'm a, you know, for when it comes to War Machine, I'm a, I'm a Cricks guy. I love me some Iron Legends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ed and Doug and Matt. Appreciate you coming on and uh, good luck with slime and uh, with you. all your future endeavors. All right. Right on. Thanks for having us on. Thank you guys. All right. And chat, thank you so much for hanging out. Baptized and uh, plus appreciate it. Adamo, uh, Mastering Dungeons, uh, Craig, Josh Colin, and anyone else that's been hanging out and lurking in chat. You guys have been great. Thanks for all your questions and enthusiasm. And John, thanks for hanging out with me. And I guess until next week, we'll see you next time. Yep. Play great games, everybody, and stay safe out there. Peace. Take care. Bye, Josh. Bye. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time.